People have said it for years. Bailey, you have a black cloud hanging over you all the time. Now, there's a podcast to hear those dumbass stories of misery and triumph. Welcome to Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. This podcast, Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast, is really all about this black cloud that has followed me my entire life. The issues that I always have and possibly those that you can relate to. Now, if it's something that you need serious professional help, I'm going to send you to my buddy, Dr. David Markwell, PhD in Ridgeline Counseling. If you're anywhere in the state of Georgia, he's got three different locations, right? In East Cobb, Marietta near the square, and McKaysville, which is right outside of Blue Ridge in North Georgia. But he does the virtual sessions, so you can get a hold of Dr. David Markwell at any point in time. I don't care where you're at. Reach out to him at markwelltherapy.com. I've known David for a very long time. He's a great guy. He's not your stereotypical, you-know-what, shrink type of guy. This dude really cares, and he knows his stuff, and he can help you. He can do wonders, right? So uh, there are 10 therapists who work at Ridgeline Counseling. They can assist with a wide variety of behavioral uh, health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, uh, trauma, substance abuse, just you name it, you got an issue. You know, look, you got to talk to somebody, right? You can talk to me if you want, but why don't you go to a pro like Dr. David Markwell, PhD in Ridgeline Counseling? You know, this day and age, it's not keeping it a secret anymore. You need to tell somebody so you can get the help that you need. Like I said, they offer personal and virtual sessions. Dr. David Markwell is here in Georgia, but he's got the virtual session, so he can help you out anywhere. MarkwellTherapy.com and Dr. David Markwell, we thank you for sponsoring Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. You want to keep those looky-loos out of your face when you're driving down the road or even in your house or just want to block the sun. If you're in the Atlanta area, Top Hat window tinting, uh, they're remarkable. I got to tell you, I not only used them for my daughter's new car, she turned 16, right, but also for my man room uh, because during football season, that uh, 4 o'clock game, man, that sun sets right in the perfect position to drive me absolutely nuts. So I needed a nice dark tint, and they did a fantastic job. Uh, I mean, real pros, these guys, at Top Hat Window Tinting. So two front doors starting at 125 if you're doing it for your car. Full vehicle starting at 275 You're going to add style and privacy while reducing heat, as well as 99% of ultraviolet rays. Mobile services available. That's what they did. They just rolled right up to my house and did it. Residential and commercial uh, free in-home consultations. That's where it all started with Top Hat Window Tinting. Actually, I found them on the Instagram, right? Uh, again, if you're in the Atlanta area, tophattint.com, 678-761-2360. When you call them, you say that you heard it on Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast and you want to get your stuff tinted, and they'll take good care of you. Again, tophattint.com, and we appreciate them sponsoring Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. This is also my weekly therapeutic get it all out for the most part because most people in my world suck. <laughs> suck. Yeah. Suck, 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 suck. Episode 33, Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. Thank you for being here. My name is Jason Bailey. It's a very, very sad day. Um, sad episode. This is sad episode 33. <laughs> this is the final episode 
that both me and Nate will be doing together in the Golden Scissors studio because come this weekend, you move to Mexico. Yeah, it is. This yeah. is very sad. I know. I hope you can figure out how to tax me in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, you got, well, you know, I was going to talk to you about that. You're taking a lot of this United <laughs> States money over there. Actually, I think it's kind of fucked up. Like, make your own Mexico money. Don't take the United States money over there. Unless you're vacationing, but you're not vacationing. You're like perma-vacationing. So you're taking our shit over there. Well, no. I mean, I want to. You're a damn treasoner. <laughs> That's yeah, the thing. But people that are, are from there that are here, you want them to take that Mexico money, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. You can bring the Mexico money to the United States, but you cannot <laughs> take the United States money to Mexico. That is fucked up. That's my favorite saying. Yeah, well, it's a bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah, it, does. it sounds like one. Straight across. It takes off my entire bumper. Uh, so, yeah, so you're ready to rock and roll. Saturday, you, you and your wife, you take the flight out to Mexico and then you're you're there i i want to know when you get there okay like this this is what i want you to text me if you can remember mm-hmm. you know and, and and i know that you're going to be documenting your life in mexico yeah uh hansen's on hiatus is the social media right youtube and instagram so you got to follow hansen's on hiatus and we're thinking about doing some other cool stuff with this podcast with nate in mexico and for you and blah 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 but I want to know the initial feeling once you get off that flight, if it makes it, to Mexico, <laughs> you get in your El Cabo, and did they have Uber there? Uh, not where I'm at. <laughs> where are you? It's, a, it's like the- You uh, got to take a donkey up the side of a mountain, and then like, there's an old man with a cart full of apples, and you jump in the back, and he finally <laughs> takes you to your pueblo. <laughs> no, just like uh, how Uber was when it first came here, a lot of the, the taxi- what do you call them? Like unions, I guess? Well, no. It's the same thing in the Bahamas. Okay. So, you know, there's only so many ways these people can make money, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the Bahamas, which is a very poor country, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you got the resorts and stuff, but they make money off tourism. And with tourism comes uh, rideshare, you know? Yeah. So, you've got all these taxi cab services and companies, mainly bohemian-owned, bohemian-owned, and they're like, no, 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 no. You're not bringing this Uber shit or this Lyft shit into our country, and we don't have anything to do with it other than our drivers working for you. So they fought them. Like, they, they tried to bring it down to the Bahamas, and the taxicab people were, like, literally beating the people up. Yeah, that happened in Orlando, I remember. Right, yeah, yeah. because, I mean, you're, you're, taking, you're taking food off my table. Yeah, which is weird because the Uber drivers and the taxi drivers are still from the same place. Yeah, but it's the companies they work for, you know, so it's the businesses. And, it, and if you have a place like uh, the Bahamas or Mexico mm-hmm. where, you know, I mean, not saying that the United States, we don't got shady shit going on in our governments, but, you know, that's a little bit more shadier down there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and they're getting a cut. And so they're like, no, 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 no. If we can't control it, you ain't bringing it. Right. And, and that's the rub. Mm-hmm. That's that's why they do it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So, OK, so you get in your cab, you get to your Pueblo. Pueblo, Pueblo, your your little clay house. Yeah, wherever you're staying. Where are you staying? Uh, it's a little studio, like a block over from the beach. So not a clay house. No. Okay. It does have uh, palapas though. What's that? It's like the the straw roof. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I mean, I still have like a ceiling, but it, the top of it looks like that. You don't have shingles. No, I mean, most people don't. You're living in a hut? No. <laughs> you just said you're living in a hut. No, that's just what the roofs look like, because it's cheaper to do. And uh, Well, no shit. Yeah. Straw's a lot cheaper than <laughs> roof material. Yep. 
and you uh, you don't have to replace it as often. Straw? Yeah. You better hope somebody doesn't go up there and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a son of a bitch. All right, so how big is this place? Uh, like my place? Yeah, your, your yeah, straw it's, hut. It's a studio, so. What does that mean? What, is it like 800 square feet? Mm, I don't know. I don't know what the size. I mean. Is it, it bigger than the Golden Scissor Studio? Yes. Uh, the full length. It's not like this, but if it was, if this was a square, I guess. So about the same size. Probably, yeah. So your Mexican hut is the same size as my Golden Scissor Studio. Yeah. I'm rich. Yeah, I, <laughs> you are. I used to live in uh, in the same hut down here. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. It's not much different. So this is what I want to know. This is what I want you to do. And and we'll bring it back up on, on, on next week's episode. Is I want you to... I want you to convey to me and our audience the feeling that you have. And you know what I'm talking about? Right when you walk in the door, you put your luggage down, you drop, and this is the main thing. This is the big one. You drop your keys on the counter. Once the keys hit the counter, shit's real. Right. Right. And then you take a breath. (sighs) Now what do we do? That's, That's the moment I'm waiting for. Yeah. Because you don't have anything planned. Yeah. You probably have a little bit of jet lag. Yeah. The day's, you know, for the most part spent. What you probably want to do is walk around, maybe go grab a beer, relax, and go, we did it. Yeah. And it's going to be a great feeling, Mm -hmm. especially if you hit that sunset. And then the next morning you wake up, maybe do a little lovemaking, and you're like, yeah, this is the life. And then that feeling again, (laughs) around 11 o'clock, you're like, I can't believe I stayed in bed this long. This is nice, but I got to do something with my life. This is just the first day. Yeah. That's the feeling. Those are the feelings that I'm worried about with you. Well, it's going to be like if you, I mean, kind of the same thing when we go on vacation there because it's, uh, we've been working really hard, moving stuff and selling stuff and packing stuff and everything. So it's just going to, it's going to be that feeling of being on vacation when you get in your place and you just lay back on your bed and you go, I'm envious. I really am. I'm envious. I think about it all the time. I think about you all the time and this move. Um, one, I'm, 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 you know, I'm not losing a friend. I mean, we're still going to stay in contact, yeah. you know, but obviously with the radio show, that's a whole, yeah. it's a whole nother story. Um, but, uh, you know, the idea of doing it and, and I always ask myself when I think about your situation, can I do that? Could I do that? And, and the answer is no, there's no way it's it just, is not, it's just not my MO because I'm always and don't take this the wrong way, but I'm always trying to further things, do things uh, in a different way than maybe you work, uh, mm-hmm. your, your kind of stuff. So like I would not go out on a Friday night in order to maybe do work for my court caddy, my invention, right? because I know that there's a possibility of making money or furthering the brand or something like that. Or if there's another idea that pops in my head or a project in the garage, which will be my black cloud story in a second, you know, I would much rather do that and have this feeling of accomplishment. Me personally, I've always been like that dude at eight years old. I was like that. I was like, you know what? It's a beautiful day and all the kids are outside and they're playing football, but I'm going to stay inside because, uh, and I've been pushing this off for weeks, but I've got to rearrange my G.I. Joe figures. They are out of alphabetical order. <laughs> I swear to God, hand to God, I would do that. And I'm like, you know what? It's just, it, it, it's an, it's an indoor day and I'm playing and I, and I would be t- saying this to myself on, on a Tuesday at eight, nine years old, you know, yeah. how fucked up is that? Yeah. I think you could do it. Uh, 
one of the people always say, oh, I wish I could do that. You can do this. You, you just have to. We're, we're very good planners and we're organized and stuff. And you are too. I think, yeah, I think the um, the too much downtime would get to you. That's probably your biggest hang up. Well, you've motivated me. I mean, I might be pulling a big, whoa, you know, here sooner than later to people. Um, like, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. You know, so uh, you've motivated me. You've inspired me to maybe do something very similar here in the near future. Um, I like the idea. Yeah. You know, I like it. And just right. say, fuck it. Carpe you know? diem. Yeah. Well, yeah. Carpe diem. Seize the fucking day. Yeah. Right. Plus my wife, she's loaded. She's a real estate agent. She can sell houses anywhere. She's like really good yeah. at it. She can sell uh, huts down in Mexico. She want. could be the number one hut seller in Mexico. Yeah. That would be badass. Have her face on billboards, and then she gets kidnapped <laughs> by the cartel. <laughs> Maybe we start a automotive dealership and call it the cartel. Oh, that'd be good. I don't know if they'd get mad at us or not. They probably would. You buy a car, and we tell your friends. <laughs> That's our logo. That's our slogan. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, you know, I was talking about doing. You know, I'd much rather do projects, and 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 this is the black cloud story for for this week's episode. Uh, up at our cabin uh, at uh, Paradise City, paradisecity.com, we, you know, I know the, the vending machine conversation has been kicked to death, right? We put the vending machine up there. But originally we were going to put it in the corner of the game room. And in the corner, there's only so much space, wall space down there. I mean, it's a good size room, but you got a TV up here. You've got a place where all the pool sticks are and, and this and that. And the other side's really not a wall, hanging wall, and it's got a bar. and So there's not a lot of places to, there's like, well, I thought only one place to put this vending machine, and that was in the corner. So, you know, we got it up there, and it would be blocking the dartboard. It's a gamer. You got a pool table, you got games, stuff like that. So there's a dartboard. And when we bought the place, it came furnished. And one of the really cool, you know, it's the little things that count. There was a, a dartboard case, and it's all this cabin, cabiny furniture type of stuff. And it's uh, it's it's like like cabin wood, you know, Georgia Mountain Woods. Uh, it's really nice. It can't be cheap at all. But over time, the people that rent our cabin, they they they're such bad dart players, and the damn thing had all these fucking holes in it. <laughs> I mean, it looked like it was being eaten by bugs. Oh. And and there's holes and there's holes all over the walls too. Like they're missing bad, horribly. So I'm like, well, I'm getting rid of the dart darts and I'm going to replace it with plastic darts, you know, and now I risk, you know, somebody snapping off the dart in a little hole, blah, blah, blah. I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. We got to thank Chef Erica Nicole Day, Nate. Do you know who Chef Erica Nicole Day is? I do not. She loves the podcast. She's decided to advertise with the podcast, and she's an amazing private chef. She's an experienced culinary, which is a great word. You want to say it? Culinary. There you go. Medicine consultant and private chef with medical and high-end restaurant background. She's available for consulting on meal planning, for weight loss, helps out the medical conditions that you or someone you know might have. Uh, or strict macros for bodybuilding fitness training. I was talking with Chef Erica Nicole Day on the phone, and what she does is she does these um, pre uh, th- these already prepackaged meals, but she's cooking them. 
It's not like some from a processed plant or something. I mean, she knows her stuff and she's, you know, she's got a lot of bodybuilders like myself that would <laughs> just kidding, not a bodybuilder. <laughs> so options include, but are not limited to vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, keto, which is very popular, paleo, which is very popular, bulletproof, which I'm not familiar with. Are you familiar with the bulletproof dieting? No, I'm not. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard of it. Me neither. But Chef Eric and Nicole Day, she does. Uh, and uh, gluten, soy, dairy, nut, shellfish, sesame uh, free. So she does it all. So she covers the initial. Uh, what it does is like when you reach out to her and you can go to her website, ericanicoleday.com, ericanicoleday.com. Uh, and you, you look at the, the plans that she offers, covers the initial evaluation, menu planning, grocery lists, emails with advice and encouragement, potential food production for clients in the Atlanta metro area. Uh, so she covers it all. She's educated and experienced in over 100 dietary theories in addition to allergies and sensitivities. So if you are looking for this and you've always asked yourself, how do I get this? How do I get a private chef that's affordable for what I'm trying to accomplish? Chef Erica Nicole Day is the answer. EricaNicoleDay.com. But I was like, you know what? I'll just refinish the cabinet. Anyway, we ended up moving the vending machine to a different place, a better place. I didn't even think of. So I got this wall and I got to put this thing back. So I bring the cabinet home and, you know, it's pretty good size and fairly heavy. You know, just imagine a dartboard, which, you know, is like, what, 20 by 18 or something. Mm -hmm. And and then this this cabinet that weighs probably about 40 pounds. I mean, it's, it's heavy, it's solid wood and it's got like the, the real, you know, branches and shit all around it and stuff. And so what I was going to do, what I have done is I was going to bring it home. I'm going to sand it down and I'm going to, I'm, I'm not good at staining wood, but I've seen it done, you know, by professionals and I, I want to learn how to do it well. I was like, well, this would be a good project to practice on. And I just think it's neat the whole process of doing this. So I bring it home and and I sand it down to the best of my ability. And I don't think I did it as well as I should have done it, but to the best of my ability. And then I throw a, a, a coat of Joka bean on it. Stain. Joka bean stains the color. Oh. That's uh, my shelves up there. That's Joka bean. Beautiful color. <laughs> never heard of that. Fucking love Joka bean. <laughs> I, I do everything in Joka bean. I do my hair in Joka bean. I'd put, I put If I could change my skin color, I'd go from Caucasian to Joka bean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm filling out an application or I go to the doctor's office. Are you Hispanic? Are you Latin? Are you Chinese? Are you other, other joke bean. That's what I would do. That's how much I love that color. <laughs> so I do it. And then I sand it again, lightly sand it. Cause that, that's the process that I'm trying out to put another coat of stain on it. Because I saw the guy, um, I use sort pro painters in Roswell and there's, God, what's his name? Um, foreign dude really cool anyway but he did our front door and it's like glass Ooh, you know i mean well you've seen the front door it's 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 so yeah. there's like eight coats of joker oh, bean on that I, motherfucker. I, thought it, I thought it came like that i didn't know he did it oh no 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 no! it came raw oh, wow. it was mahogany it was raw and this dude was out in our garage all day he would put a, a coat on then he would wait and then he'd come back and he'd lightly sand it and then put another coat on he did like eight or nine coats and it's bad. It's like glass. It's yeah. really, really cool. Oh, it looks great. So I was like, I want to do something like that with this thing. Anyway, so I'm doing it, and it's okay, you know. And oh, by, before I did do all, uh, did the sanding and stuff, I I filled in all the holes with wood putty. 
Mm-hmm. So I, th- that was the whole point of me getting rid of the holes, you know, so I got to get rid of the holes. So I put wood putty, like I put it all over it and then I just sanded it all down. So that part looks good. Now the doors on the front, they, the, you know, they're just fucking cabinet There's doors. They get two hinges on each door and the way that they go in, you know, like most hinges, they have that big fat circle in the middle that is, is like bored into the door. These have these two little smaller screws in like plastic cylinders. They almost look like anchors that are already bored into the doors. I guess it came like that. And one of them was a little jacked up. So I kind of had to rig it a little bit. So I, I had the thing in my hand and I'm walking around my garage trying to figure out how to, I think I was trying to take off the the plastic cylinder from, uh, have you ever gotten like a screw stuck in an anchor? Yeah. Okay. And you got to take pliers and then you unscrew the screw mm-hmm. and you kind of go opposite direction. All right. That's what I was going to do. And as I was making my way over from my workbench to my, to my, to my, uh, toolbox thingy, uh, I, I'm, I'm playing with the hinges in my right hand. And I guess I took like my pointer finger, and my middle finger, and I opened it and the next thing I know, I'm in excruciating pain because the the damn hinge snaps on my thumb. Oh. It was, and I have a pretty high threshold of pain. It was excruciating. It felt like an alligator had locked on my thumb. <laughs> and at first I was, I was stunned. I was dumbfounded that this is actually happening. And my first thought in my head was, I bet you there's no one in the United States of America, the entire world of America, that's ever had a cabinet hinge snap onto their thumb. Just like, it's like, I've never heard of that before. (laughs) You know, it's just the most odd thing. And so I'm like, well, I'm not panicking at first because I'm like, all I have to do is pull it off of my thumb. But I'm thinking about how ridiculous this is. I mean, this is all happening very fast. This is like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, 60 seconds. So Mm -hmm. it's not like it's taking an hour. I'm just giving you the embellished story for the podcast. Um, So so then I go to take off the the hinge from my thumb and I'm I'm just trying to pull it off. And as I try to pull it off, it it was like it had its own it's a life of its own. It, It got tighter on my thumb. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean now my thumb, Nate, is turning black and blue. My my thumbnail was screaming at me. And it was hot. And I just see this black and blue, like my my blood go down my thumb into the palm of my hand. And now I'm going, Oh my God, I'm gonna have to call an ambulance. The ambulance now this is when I start to panic. Ambulance is gonna come to my house. They're going to have to cut off my thumb. They're going to have to amputate my thumb. You know, and if I can't get this thing off, you know, it it might be one of those things where it kills my thumb. And they're like, sorry, Mr. Bailey, there's, there's just, there's no nerves in your thumb anymore. You know, it's dead. dead. Um, We're just going to have to remove it. That's what I was thinking. I'm going, oh my God. And again, this is all happening. 30, 60, 90, 120 seconds is going by. And I still can't get this damn thing off. And, and I'm like, I'm shaking my thumb. I'm like, all right. Then I'm like, all right, motherfucker, I'm just going to yank it off. And I have a tendency to do that. You know, like yanking it. That's a guy thing. Yeah. There's a tag. You just yank it off. Right. Mm-hmm. And you end up fucking up your clothes. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to yank it off. Here we go. Three, two, one. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And I like kind of tugged on it. And I was like, ah, 
<laughs> it hurts so bad. And so, uh, so I, um, I was trying to avoid getting my wife involved because this is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I'm a dude, got my man tools, and I got every man tool. They make all kinds of neat sounds. And I was like, and I'm out in the garage. She knows I'm doing man work. Yeah. And uh, I just, I never wanted to be the guy that say, honey, I need your help. I've hurt myself with my man work. And if I'm going to hurt myself, it's going to be something badass. Yeah. Like with one of the saws, you know? Yeah. You know, one time I got metal shrapnel in my arm and it didn't really hurt, but I thought that was tough. So I asked her to take it out. It was like in my bicep. I was like, hey, Rach, can you come downstairs real quick? Yeah, and it was bleeding, too. It was like dripping down my arm, so it looked kind of tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, my God, what happened? I said, no big deal. Just got some metal shrapnel in my bicep. <laughs> can you do me a favor? Can you get it out for me? <laughs> <laughs> this is not the same thing. Hey, honey, I'm in so much pain. Can you get the cabinet hinge off my thumb? <laughs> it just doesn't have the same. Even though this hurt 10 million times more. So she comes out and she, she laughs at first. And I said, it's not funny. It really does hurt. And, and, and she goes, okay, that's fine. So she tries to, I mean, I know what everybody's thinking. Just fucking open it, dumbass. It's a hinge. Well, Nick, go to your hinges. Take just the hinge, not on the door. They're very confusing on which side opens. Yeah. Because it did not open at all. And, you know, and they kind of snap shut. So I don't know if it locked or what, but we could not open it like with our bare hands you know what i mean mm-hmm. so uh so rach rach is trying to open it and now we're about in the three three and a half minutes and, and my hand is almost entirely black and blue and i'm t- now i'm thinking they're gonna take my hand off yeah it's like frostbite it, right exactly you know or it's you know like if, if this thing goes any longer and she can't do it how long is the ambulance going to take to get here this might go up to my arm and i'm thinking this the whole time i'm going into panic mode like shock I understand what happens when people go into shock. I am in shock right now. It's like a car accident. I'm in shock. Yeah. And I can't do anything about it. And it hurts. This hinge was so angry. And she goes, I got an idea. I was like, oh, shit. She's going to cut my thumb off. I know it. And I was waiting for her to grab like a hacksaw or something. Yeah. They're going to have to amputate your toe. You're going to have one of those toe thumbs. <laughs> yeah. I put my toe on my Just thumb. Sew it on. And she goes and she gets pliers and she takes it off. And she, she pries it open. And it was very, very painful, but she pried it open and, and got it off. And then when she did that, I watched my hand, and it, and it was kind of puffy because all the blood was like, I don't know what was happening, but it was yeah. all black and blue. And when she took it off, I watched all the blood go back into my hand. It was really cool. It's oh. like an X-Men type of thing. Weird. Yeah. It was, it, and it did it like, it like filled up finger to finger. <laughs> I was like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> like that. And then went back to normal. And she goes, you're probably going to lose your thumbnail. And I said, why? Mm-hmm. And she goes, yeah, your thumbnail is probably dead. I said, what does that mean? She goes, it'll probably fall off soon. And I've had that happen. Have you ever had a whole nail fall off? No, I know people that have, but, and I haven't seen it and I don't want to Google it, but I've heard about it. Okay. So years ago in college, we were playing softball one night and I banged my right big toe into second base. Yeah, it it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, it hurt a little bit, but I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And I get home and I take my cleats off. Or no, I took my cleats off before I got in the car. 
and I think I put like slides on or something and my sock was, was just full of blood. And I'm like, what the hell is that? So I was like, I just figured, you know, like, obviously I knew it was from the base. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. So I didn't, I was like, I'll figure it out when I get home and we get in the shower and stuff. So I get home and I remember sitting on the toilet and I take my sock off and, and my big toe, like there was just blood underneath the nail gushing. And so I went to push it to see, you know, if it hurt or if it was broke or something. And when I pushed on the nail, it slid the entire nail perfectly slid. And I'm like, no way. This is the grossest thing ever. And so I, I, I like have my left thumb on my right big toenail and I slide it and you can hear it go. It was like a horror movie. Somebody ripping skin off somebody's face. And it was like one side of me was like, this is the fucking coolest thing ever. And the other side of me was like, holy shit, I don't have a big toenail. <laughs> go, this is the craziest thing. And I slid it off and it came off my toe in its entirety. Weird. And I, yeah, and I grab, and I, it, what, what's the first thing you would, what would you do if you just slid your big toenail off? Smell it. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So I take the toenail, the underside, of course. Oh, yeah. And, and I put it up to my nose and it was, you know, like the worst, best smells. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, Toenails, like between your toes, belly button. There's a, like, it's so disgusting. Crotch. Yeah, but I think because it's yours. Yeah, you don't care. It's like, you invite it. Yeah. It's it's good. It's so gross. It was the worst scent I have ever smelled Ooh, in my life. I bet. But I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. I'd make a candle out of it. Because it's yours. Because yeah. it's mine. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh man. So I didn't have a toenail. So I didn't know what to do. I mean, I'm in college and you're indestructible, you're invincible. So I don't know what happened after that. But that's what I was afraid was going to happen to my thumbnail. Wow. I thought, but it's fine. Look at this. Oh, that's good. See, it's fine. Nice. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. But I tell you, the black cloud, the, the I guess, you know, the black cloud portion of this is that I, I always find a way to injure myself. Yeah. You know, whether it's playing tennis, something silly, something stupid, you know, and I don't want to chalk it up as I'm 46 and that's what happens because I'm in pretty good fucking shape for 46 and I'm fairly athletic. So it's not like I'm run down and, and not healthy and not athletic. I just don't know why I get hurt all the time. Yeah. But that's, that happens when you're a kid and you're younger too. You get hurt a lot, but I think it just heals faster when you're younger. I agree. Yeah. It's I, I, the weirdest thing just yesterday my planner's foot in both feet almost suddenly went away hundred percent, hmm. like just boom. And I've done everything and I've done everything people have told me to do. And, but what I did differently uh, the other day is I put a tens unit on it. You know what a tens unit is, yeah. right? And the little, uh, yeah, I got one. sticky grips and the electronic shocks and yeah. stuff. And I've been doing that the last couple days and my feet feel amazing. Like I can walk around with bare feet. This morning, I was able to actually get out of bed at three forty-five without holding on to something. Usually, I have to fall out of bed and grab my dresser because my feet hurt so bad. Yeah, this is the first morning in five weeks that I've been able to do that. I just keep getting fucking injured. I don't know why. <laughs> Everything I do, whether it's refurbishing a damn dartboard in my garage or playing tennis or you know whatever. You know, like the next thing I'm going to be making love to my wife and I'm going to hurt myself somehow. Yeah. When you're younger, you go off a bike ramp and uh, be totally fine. And then now I sleep on my pillow weird and I can't move my neck for two weeks. Yeah. It just happens. 
So anyway, I, I'm going to uh, find a way to not get injured as much. I don't know how that's going to work. Who the hell knows? All right. Well, look, uh, thanks again for supporting the uh, podcast, jasonbailey.com. If you want to advertise with the podcast, like our fine sponsors so far, Dr. David Markwell, Top Hat Tint, uh, Chef Erica Day, Erica Nicole Day. Uh, I think everybody's uh, doing pretty well. Uh, thank you guys for reaching out to them in the Atlanta area and uh, and supporting those that, that support us. So we're, we're, we're thinking about doing some other stuff. So if you want to jump on board, we, we welcome it. There's no doubt about that. Uh, uh, not Ola. Hasta la vista, baby. Adios. Adios. Yeah, yeah adios, baby. <laughs> To, to Nate as he goes to Mexico. You say hasta luego. Hasta luego. That's right. Hasta luego. But that doesn't mean he's not going to still be a part of the podcast. Next week's episode will be the start of a new era. Yeah. The first time Nate will join the Black Cloud podcast from Mexico. And because of that, when he gets all settled, we do have some ideas for you if you want to participate in that. Other than that, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. People have said it for years. Bailey, you have a black cloud hanging over you all the time. Now, there's a podcast to hear those dumbass stories of misery and triumph. Welcome to Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. 